Welcome to the Happy With Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Many of us have good lives, the lives we've always wanted, but we still feel frustrated and unhappy with ourselves. You deserve to value, appreciate, and accept you right now, exactly as you are. Whether it's life coaching tools, learning from others, or sharing my experiences, I'm here to help you be happy with yourself. Hello and welcome to the podcast. So as you know, I have been going back through some of my older podcasts and re-editing them, cleaning them up and making them sound a little nicer. I came across the one that I did with Jody Moore. That one I published on the year anniversary of my podcast. It's been about another year since that podcast has aired. There might be some of you who haven't heard it. I went back and cleaned it up. And as I was listening to it and editing it, what really stood out to me was her message, be kind to yourself. Since that podcast aired, I've changed the name of my podcast. It used to be called Shy Girls Coach. Now it is Happy With Yourself. Still the same basic premise. We all have insecurities, but they might be a little different. So as you listen to this episode, listen to this podcast, I want you to apply it to yourself. If your thing is not introversion that you have a hard time with or shyness that you have a hard time with, then what is it? What is that one thing that makes you feel bad about yourself? What is that one thing that you always go back to and think, if this thing would just go away, then my life would be better, then I would be a better person? And plug that in when you listen to this. Now, this episode also made me think of a song that I have been listening to on repeat lately. I just really enjoy the lyrics, really enjoy the words and what it has to say. The song is by Andrew Peterson. You can look it up on Spotify or wherever you listen to your music. And it's called Be Kind to Yourself. What a good title, right? I want to read you some of the lyrics. You got all that emotion that's heaving like an ocean, and you're drowning in a deep, dark well. I can hear it in your voice that if you only had a choice, you would rather be anyone else. I love you just the way that you are. I love the way he made your precious heart. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. I know it's hard to hear it when that anger in your spirit is pointed like an arrow at your chest, when the voices in your mind are anything but kind, and you can't believe your father knows best. I love you just the way that you are. I love the way he's shaping your heart. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. How does it end when the war that you're in is just you against you against you. Gotta learn to love, learn to love your enemies too. 
You can't expect to be perfect. It's a fight you gotta forfeit. You belong to me, whatever you do. So lay down your weapon, darling. Take a deep breath and believe that I love you. Then it just goes on, be kind to yourself. I really love the part that he says in here. You gotta love to learn. Learn to love your enemies too. Talking about that enemy in our head, right? That self-critic in our head that tells us that there's something wrong with us. Jody calls it faulty software that we have installed in our brain that tells us that something is wrong with us. Think about what your software is telling you and listen for ways to fight it, to combat it, to be kind to yourself and to love yourself more. Okay, without further ado, here is Jody Moore. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. I am beyond excited today to and honored to have Jody Moore as my guest. Now, Jody Moore was my first introduction to life coaching. Ever since then, my life has not been the same. It's been different in a good way. Jody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Becky. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for doing this. I want, first of all, for you to introduce yourself. Okay. I am a mother of four. My oldest is 13, so we're getting into teenager land now. My youngest is about to turn four. And I'm a master certified life coach. I was trained at the life coach school and I've had a coaching practice now where I've been helping individuals for almost six years now. Prior to that, I did more traditional, you know, degrees and worked in corporate and I've done a little bit of everything, but I definitely feel like coaching people, showing them their brains, helping people solve problems and achieve their goals is sort of like a dream job. I think when you find that thing you love, it tends to be the thing that aligns with what you're good at. I'm lucky that I get to do what I do. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank Probably you. most well-known, I guess I should say for um, my podcast, Better Than Happy and my coaching practice, but yeah, that's yeah. it. Just regular, ordinary Joe over here. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ, but yeah. <laughs> I love how you say it sometimes. I'm just a stay-at-home mom with a laptop. My topic today is about shyness and introversion. I picked this topic because it's something that I deal with and something I've dealt with my whole life. I want to just start out with my definition of shyness and a little bit of introversion because there's a ton out there. I've done a lot of research, read a lot of books. These are the definitions I like the most. That shyness is the fear of social disapproval or humiliation, while introversion is a preference for environments that are not overstimulating. Just wanting to pick your brain and think, what is your definition of shyness? Yeah, when you sent me that question and I read your definition that shyness being the fear of social disapproval or humiliation, I don't know if I've really thought about before what is the definition of shyness. I certainly haven't um, spent a lot of time studying it or researching it like you have. I totally default to yours. The one thing that I guess I questioned was that makes it sound so negative. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you're afraid of people disapproving of you. Yeah. Or not. I feel like there's a little bit of judgment there or something. Yeah. 
And maybe it is that, I don't know, but I also don't know that I don't typically think of somebody who's shy with any judgment or negativity. Even when I think about my children who are shy and I don't really think of it like, ah, if they were more confident or something, I I sort of think of it as like a, a basic protective mechanism that some people and especially some children have, which is other people in the world actually can be dangerous to them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a little bit instinctual, at least to a certain extent, to be like cautious about, you know, danger that other people or things can present to us. I totally can see where this definition is coming from, but I would love for us to find one that removed sort of the judgment behind it. I don't know. I love that. I love that. I love that you say the protective thing. I haven't really thought of that before. Maybe part of the reason I have chosen this is because I felt all the judgment and have been judging myself for it Mm. all these years. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think back to when I was a child and I always talk about that. I was very shy as a child. When I think about that time, it does really fit that definition. Like I was afraid of going out to recess and having no one to play with and then feeling humiliated and, Mm -hmm. and not, not knowing where to go or who to talk to and being uncomfortable. It does fit that definition, but you know, if we're talking about, I mean, obviously it's going to apply to kids or adults, but I think that that shyness is sort of that like extra layer of precaution. It doesn't have to mean that you're not confident, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? No, I like that, that it doesn't have to mean that. It's kind of my whole point is that it's not a a character flaw like I used to think it was. Mm -hmm. I like even more that you say, actually, it was a protective mechanism. With any protective mechanism, sometimes they get overused or we started it for a certain reason and that reason no longer exists, but we keep doing it. And so maybe it's just a matter of sort of habitual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something you always tell us with our thoughts, is it serving you? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's the same thing with shyness. Mm -hmm. That's right. And in some ways it is serving you, whether you realize, like whether you want to keep it or not, it is sort of of preventing you from having to be uncomfortable. It's preventing you from being vulnerable and being exposed and being possibly judged. Mm -hmm. So in some ways it is serving you, even if you decide maybe I want to be comfortable, more comfortable with those things. Maybe it would serve me too. Yeah. That leads me right into, you said you were a shy child and you grew out of it. How did that happen? Because I don't know if that happened to me. (laughs) Did I miss something? I personally had a real sort of transition when I started high school. Okay. um, Because I have a brother who's two years older than me. He was always really good to me. He sort of just let me tag along with him and his friends all the time. Mm -hmm. So once I started high school and where I lived, we started high school in ninth grade. Junior high was terrible and awkward and I didn't fit in and I was very shy. But then my freshman year of high school, all of a sudden I was at a school and I knew all of these boys who were two years older than me and all these 11th graders who sort of looked out for me and took me under their wing and let me eat lunch with them. I I still had my friends in my grade that I hung out with mostly, but I kind of knew those guys and they liked me and they, they were 
some of them at least were like sort of cool and whatever. And so I all of a sudden decided I must be cool because they think I am. I really sort of came out of my shell at that point. I became more comfortable. I mean, this is really the the bottom line, I think, Becky, is that when we're comfortable with ourselves, it's not so scary anymore if other yeah. people us, right? So yeah. because I decided as a ninth grader, I'm kind of cool, actually. I didn't realize it, but I, I really am. These guys think I'm cool. I think they're cool, so I must be. So then if people judged me, it wasn't nearly as painful because I already sort of had this foundation of liking myself. So you were unknowingly doing a little thought work there when you had that thought. Yeah, of, totally. Yeah. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't do it intentionally, but I just... I don't know. I remember my freshman year thinking I was getting a little older at that point. And now I'm starting to be interested in boys. And one of them was sort of interested in me. And that was so flattering to me mm-hmm. that I sort of just decided to believe that maybe I am okay. Maybe there is something good and something I can be confident about. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. So maybe coming out of the shyness, it starts with a thought is a takeaway right. with this because every thought, every problem is a thought problem, right? That's right. And if we're, if we're defining shyness, like this fear of disapproval or humiliation, it really does come from loving yourself, being there for you, having your own back is, okay. you know, it sounds so it's something I say all the time and it sounds coachy and strange, <laughs> but what we mean by that is just, it's okay. I love you. I got you. I approve of you. It's okay for other people not to. It's even okay to feel humiliated because of what we think, because we're there to catch ourselves when we're falling. Yeah. I think that's a big one, that it's okay to feel humiliated. Yeah. Being willing to feel all the feelings, which is hard to tell to a junior high kid or, you know, like... It's okay that you feel absolutely horrible, like you're supposed to. <laughs> right. And for kids, they're not really maybe always ready for it. Yeah. Even as adults, nobody wants to feel humiliated. Yeah. There's a lot of times we can avoid it. And so I don't see anything wrong with that. I guess that's why if you're shy and you're staying in the background, if you will, to avoid humiliation, nothing wrong with that. If at some point it's getting in the way of you living your life the way you want to, then you might want to consider being willing to just feel humiliated. Yeah. Right? But that, that's not, not the case for everyone. Yeah. I like it gives you permission to really not judge yourself and that's to right. be you and to be, if I choose to not change this shyness, that there's nothing wrong with that. That's it's right. serving me for in some sure. way. Yeah. I like that. I had someone really close in my life, like flat out, tell me that my shyness was a character flaw, that there was something wrong with me, something wrong with my personality and because of it, and that they took my quietness and shyness as a personal insult to them. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How was that for you? That was lots of fun. That was really fun. So that's what sent me on this journey of trying to figure out, well, if it is a character flaw, if it is something wrong with me, how can I fix it? Mm. Right. What I came to find out is kind of what we just came to the conclusion of is that really isn't anything wrong with it. But if I want to fix it, when I found life coaching, I can. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. I kind of came to the conclusion that 
it didn't go away. It isn't all the way gone, Mm -hmm. but it's greatly reduced. It's Mm -hmm. manageable. It's like, I can handle it. I know what it is when it's coming up. I can feel it. I can, you know, either choose to try to change thoughts or just like you said, just sit with it and be like, this is the part where I'm feeling shy. Well, because like, look at you're producing a podcast. Like I would say that's the opposite of being shy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You're putting yourself out there in the world for anyone who wants you to come along and listen to. And yeah, I do think there's a lot of power in acknowledging that any of our weaknesses can become strengths that you can manage yourself, right? Manage your brain and manage in the name of achieving what you want to. And not everyone needs to do a podcast. It's fine if somebody doesn't have that ambition, but that's a great example of what I'm talking about. If it's preventing you from showing up in the world the way you want to, let's tackle it. Why not? But it's not a weakness. It's nothing to fix. I I don't think personally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's my message is it's nothing to fix, but if you want to challenge yourself, you can push yourself out of that. All right. They're related. I'd say they're cousins, shyness and introversion. I want to talk a little bit about introversion. Now I thought at Be Bold Masters, I heard you say that you're an extrovert, but I could be wrong. Would you consider yourself? Yeah, I do consider myself an extrovert, although sometimes I question it because I think the reason I think that is, so like you're saying, introversion has more to do with like your sensitivity to stimulus, yeah, right? Yep. Whether or not, I I always sort of describe it as like, we have our normal daily routine. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, that's a little bit more stimulus than we would prefer. So we like some away time, quiet time, downtime. For some of us, it's a little bit less than we would prefer to be fully energized. So we, a little bit more kind of feels good. I'm, I'm definitely of the latter. Like if I go to, you know, I have my daily routine with my work and my kids and whatever. And then if I go to something that evening, which isn't that often, but if there's like a relief society activity or I go out with friends or something, I come home extra amped like mm-hmm. energize and it's sort of hard to settle down and go to sleep. Okay. And so I think that's why I've always thought of myself as an extrovert, mm-hmm. but I also definitely like when I'm teaching my be bold masters and, and I have live events and things like that, where it's a lot more seamless than I'm used to, I definitely have to manage my energy and I have to have quiet time because I'm exhausted from it. Yeah. So well, I, I have think a question. Was, but only a little bit. I'm only not like on the extreme end of it. Yeah, because it's definitely on a spectrum for sure. So if I can just ask you one question about that, how do you feel about small talk? Like if you were going into an elevator with somebody, a stranger Mm -hmm. that you don't know, would you strike up a conversation about the weather or how do you feel about that? Uh, No, I don't like to at all, actually. Okay. Yeah. I, I try to wear my AirPods yeah. everywhere I go. <laughs> so if I'm like in the grocery store or Nordstrom, I'm, I'm always like pointing to them, like, don't yeah. touch me. And it's because, not because I don't like people or I'm really snobby. I just, yeah, I don't prefer small talk. Okay. Well, I would say you lean a little more on the introverted. You might yeah. have some extroverted tendencies that you've learned and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Not that I'm any expert, but that's one question I always ask people if they want to know mm-hmm. what they are is I'm like, how do you feel about small talk? <laughs> you like talking to strangers? Some people say yes. 
Oh yes. The extroverts do. Some people do, huh? Yeah. And they like talking about the weather and very broad topics. Okay. Mm -hmm. And introverts like talking about very narrow and deep topics. Mm -hmm. So like Oprah's an introvert. So Mm -hmm. she said, I don't want to talk about the weather with you. I, that, that's like fingernails on a chalkboard, right? Yeah. But if you tell me about your divorce and all your problems, I can talk to you for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I can, I, like I said, I've been questioning it lately because I've heard it said that there are people who are introverts who learn to function like an extrovert or yeah. sort of look like when you talk about Oprah, yeah. she's not shy. Yeah. No. I wouldn't say. Because they're different. Right? Shy and introverted are different. Yeah. Yeah. And even like my teacher, Brooke Castillo, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but yeah. she is the least shy person I know. And she claims to be an introvert. Yeah. I mean, like she is not afraid of social disapproval or humiliation and she'll say whatever's on her mind, but she's an introvert introvert as well. So I've been questioning lately for myself, like, I don't know where I fall in there. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. I always like yeah. to ask people those questions. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find out more about people. But so on the lines of introversion, there's a book by Susan Cain called Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a World that Just Can't Stop Talking. And good. So, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> she said in there a statement, and I just wondered what you thought about this. Introversion, along with its cousins, sensitivity, seriousness, and shyness are often considered second-class personality traits somewhere between a disappointment and a pathology. Mm-hmm. I wondered what you well, thought about that. I can see where that statement's coming from. I hope that she goes on to say that they're not yeah, logical <laughs> or disappointing. I'm assuming she would go on to say that. Yeah. Title of the book. But I definitely see how there is this bias towards extroversion or people who are more outspoken, right? Yeah. And What's interesting is I sort of think about the world we live in today, especially because I am an entrepreneur and so, and I, I do online, I have an online business and I do online marketing. Yeah. So if you think about, I'm trying to be heard in the midst of everybody else that has something to say, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people, right? And there's so many things that take away our attention. So I'm trying to put a message out there in the world and not like I'm trying to shout louder than everybody else, Yeah. but I'm trying to say something that will speak to the right people and grab their attention and be worth their time. Yeah. So not that that's always literally me, like live, my voice, it might be a a quote or a picture or something, but I think just the world we live in today lends itself to that person that's willing to speak up and willing to be in front of others and Mm -hmm. willing to then possibly be rejected and criticized as a result. So I don't know if that's why it feels that way or what we see and we start to think that that's what we should all be aiming towards, mm-hmm. even though that might not necessarily be the case. That's just the ones that are the most vis- visible, whose voices get heard amongst the yeah. crowd. Yeah. But yeah, I do think that our, our society has sort of a bias toward, toward it. And yet in my work, when I talk to people about introvert, extrovert, 
I find that way more people are introverted than extroverted. Me too. I don't know if this book gives any statistics. It says you it's know. almost double more than what they thought, but I can't remember. I can't I find, remember. What I that feel was. like more people describe themselves as introverts. Yeah. In my experience, but they may, like I said, be very outspoken, like myself, like Brooke, like Oprah. Yeah. I'll just put myself up there with Oprah. But like we've, I've sort of learned to speak up and be confident, maybe even still being an introvert. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. I had a friend tell me before she got to know me that she used to, that she thought I was snobbish, that she just thought I was stuck up, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And then when she got to know me, she was like, oh, she's just shy. Mm. Is this one of those where it's none of your business what other people think? Or do you think there's anything a shy person can do to help with that misconception? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing is you are really pretty and good grooming and put together and know how to take care of yourself and have a reasonable life, right? Yeah. From what people can visibly see. For some reason, when somebody is quieter and all put together, then we tend to use that against ourselves. So I, I think our brains are constantly assessing um, what other people are thinking about us. Yes. Right? So when you're quiet and you seem to be so put together and you're so gorgeous, a lot of people will want to use that as a way to punish themselves. Like she probably doesn't like me because they can't imagine that you would just be cautious. Like if we talked about, right, shyness being sort of that protective, like yeah. what do you need to protect yourself from? Clearly everybody's going to love you <sighs> is, is what the brain sort of subconsciously yeah. thinks, right? So yeah. what does she have to be afraid of? So if you, if you picture somebody who clearly is a mess and maybe has very poor hygiene and doesn't seem like they're taking care of themselves and their life and they're quiet. We don't tend to think, oh, she seems kind of snobby. We're just like, oh, we understand like she probably is struggling in some way. So I think that's where that misconception comes. I find a lot of women, especially really pretty girls, get misinterpreted as being snobby. Mm -hmm. Certainly the shyness might be adding to that, but I, I think it's just overall, here's the thing, Becky, everybody's <laughs> looking for a reason to feel bad about themselves. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just what we're doing. And so they're using you and your quietness as a reason to feel bad about themselves. Yeah. And, but if it isn't you, they're going to find something else. Or if it isn't your quietness, it's going to be something you say. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll find a reason. We'll just keep looking for it. That's what we do. I personally don't recommend that we walk around trying to manage everybody else's opinions. That's I true. think managing your opinion of you and your opinion of them is going to be the only thing I recommend you focus on personally. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I like that. I didn't think of it in those terms, them trying to use you against Yeah. Them. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. It's always just always about me, right? It's not about the other person. Well, that's what we do, right? To us, it's about us. To them, it's about them. Yeah. And yeah. Here's the thing too, is I, I always like to own when somebody says something to me like that, like, oh, I used to think that you were kind of snobby, but then I realized you're just shy. I would be like, sometimes I'm snobby too. <laughs> like okay. I like to, I like to let it all land for me. Okay. Because I can be at times. I can sometimes be not friendly for no good reason. Okay. Just put my AirPods in and I probably should 
be nicer and talk to someone. Right. And not that I'm like justifying my bad behavior or anything, but like when I let it all land, that's when I build my confidence in my relationship with me. It's like, yes, you are generally nice, good, friendly person. And sometimes maybe kind of snobby. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard you say that before, but in that context, I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's where true confidence is. Right. It's just all of it. Yeah. Mostly. No, I'm just being shy, but it's possible. I could be a snobby sometimes. You never know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before I found thought work, like I already addressed this a little bit, but I seriously thought there was something wrong with me. Even before that person like flat out told me that, I had always just intrinsically thought there's something wrong with me. It's funny because when I look at my mom, she's a shy introvert. How did I even expect to be any different? And I didn't judge her. I didn't think there was anything wrong with her, but I I thought there was something wrong with me. Once I found life coaching and found thought work and confidence work and all that, I just, I feel like a new person. So Mm -hmm. I just wondered if you had any advice to the person out there listening, it's really kind of my target audience is Mm -hmm. myself. So a shy introvert, Mm -hmm. what advice would you give to her? Well, I would say to her first, do you know who else intrinsically thinks there's something wrong with them? Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Right? So this is the thing. I love listening to people tell this story. Like I just read Demi Moore's memoir, Inside Out, all about Mm -hmm. her life. Yeah. She tells the story, similar story. You guys won't believe this. She doesn't say it in these words, but here's her book in a nutshell. You won't believe this but I always felt like there was something really wrong with me. She gives all these examples and I thought there was something wrong with my body. I still sometimes think that and I thought there was something wrong with this. And it's a really fascinating, really excellent book. I highly recommend it, but we all think that. We're just looking sort of like we talked about with your friend before. We're just like scanning, scanning (laughs) for reasons for what might be wrong with me. And your brain latched onto, I'm quieter than most people. I'm shy is the word that you were given. You're like, maybe that's what's wrong with me because you're searching for it, right? And then mm-hmm. you, you found thought work and you realize, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, are you telling me that now you never feel like there's anything wrong with you? No, I found other stuff. <laughs> right? So that's just what we do. Yeah. And like, oh, wait, if there isn't anything wrong with being shy. It isn't that. So then let me find something else. At some point we all do to the person listening to this, I would say, number one, there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with any of us. There really isn't. We're all created exactly how we're supposed to be. We all have things that we're working on evolving or changing about ourselves. And we all have tons of gifts and strengths as well. Yet there is something wrong with you. At the same time, it's that thought, maybe there's something wrong with me and you're supposed to have it because the only people that don't have that thought are sociopaths. The fact that you have it means that you're a highly functioning, healthy human being. And just know that I don't try to completely get rid of it. I just try to sort of answer it with, it's okay. Just settle down, honey. Everything's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. And yet there is, it's called, you're a human. You're in this frail, fallible state and you always will be as long as you're a human and it's okay. 
it's all yeah. fine. Yeah. That is a perfect place to end. That's, I can't say it better than it's okay. You're human. I love that. Just be nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the thoughts my clients tell me, I'm like, that's so mean. Why would you say that to you? Definitely. I think that's worth working on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, Jody. Well, can you tell people where they can find you? Sure. You can find me at jodymore.com on my website. Lots of resources there or wherever you listen to podcasts. My podcast is called Better Than Happy or on Instagram, Jody Moore Coaching on Instagram, wherever okay. you like to find people. Those are yeah. options. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, thank you so much, Jody. Yes. I really, really appreciate it. And my pleasure. Uh, thanks for having to, me, Becky. Got to tick something off my bucket list. So yes. this is it. <laughs> All right. It was fun. Good luck to All you right. with everything. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. Everyone deserves to be happy with themselves. Share this episode with a friend. Leave a review so others can find the podcast. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button.